that awkward moment when you spend 50% of your podcast screaming Bob Stadwick's name. 19th of October, 2012. <laughs> oh, dear. Honey, what are you we need, to, at? we need to start the Twitter up again. Jack, what's underneath here, baby? What's the matter? Are you stuck? He's down underneath my bed growling. At what? Oh, dear. Maggie, don't pick on Jack. You just dumped my trash all over the floor, little man. Jack, are you alive? I don't know where he went. I'm sure he is. There was a crash and a run. Wormhole. But it was Maggie that ran, not Jack, so I don't know what happened. All right. At least twice. So tonight is the night of the debates, folks. We are recording on the night of debates, and we are not watching them. But Ryan is watching them for us, so hopefully you watched his live tweet while you were on when it was actually happening. But the rest of us are going to attempt to ignore them and him while we talk about Kudos to Ryan. It's a whole lot better than watching the debate, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Hopefully you, everyone listening in the future, is living in a better state of currently are. <laughs> hopefully. I guess we'll see. Yes. Well, you're in Canada. You don't have to worry about it. He does. Uh, so it's still kind of scary. <laughs> I know it's scary, but... I'm glad I'm living in Canada, but it's still... Yeah. I just can't believe you guys have elections for, like, eight months out of the year. It's, how does, how do you function? What? Uh, we don't. We've been talking about this, and it's not even happening till two months They've from now. I, I don't understand. Two years, Scott. Two years we've been listening to yeah. this crap. And... Yeah. I don't even answer my phone anymore because 90% of the phone calls that come into my house are political calls. They either want money really? or they want me to vote for somebody. So I just I don't even answer my phone. political calls in years. No, every, uh, we get out-of-area calls five times a day. Oh, geez. So. Oh, Ryan just shared uh, Danielle's Twitter handle. Is he wanting us to? I, it used to be on my old computer that the Twitter, when people <laughs> tweet... It would flash across my screen, so I knew what was going on while we were doing things, and it was pretty easy. But this new one won't do it. That's a shame. I love my- this. 2 a.m. here in London, but staying awake to watch the debates. Why? Why would you do that? I don't know. Don't Go to sleep, even. dude. You know, my mom said, <laughs> I'll tape them for you. I said, that's right. I'll just uh. watch Ryan tweet. <laughs> we are having a much better time. Yes, we are going to have a much better time talking about Melinda's fic. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I tell you it got down to freezing yesterday? No, I just really? told Scott that on Friday I podcasted with them and I had the door open because my mom was getting shots in her eyes and I wanted to make sure that she got home okay. Yeah. And I was freezing. And today it's like 90 degrees. It's 88 degrees outside. And I'm like, I do. Oh, my goodness. Oh. So I, I, we didn't quite get down to freezing, but we got pretty cold. We had, like, frost warnings or something ridiculous last night. Ah, well, it's getting to be that time. I know, I know. Leaves are changing. It's very depressing. Our leaves already change. Really? Most of them. I like... Wow. I like the changing leaves. They're pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm not... Yeah, but still. Yeah. I wouldn't mind, you know, going on for another couple of months and then just hopping to spring, but it doesn't work. <laughs> Skipping that snow stuff altogether? I like to have some snow. And I wouldn't mind having it for, you know, two or three weeks, but it's more like three or four months. Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) Apparently winter is supposed to be bad this year for us. Yeah. The farmer's almanac said it was going to be a bad winter. Great. Maybe a snow day for once. There you go. Because last year 
they had two snow days for the kids. But not for except the that they didn't kids. not for the college kids. Except that they didn't. It turned out they didn't need them. They, oh. the, well, the first day they sort of preemptively. Well, no, the first day they sort of sent them all home early or something because they thought it was going to snow lots and it didn't. So the next day they preemptively canceled and then it didn't snow either or something. I don't know something really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But no, we haven't had a snow day since middle school. But anyway, yeah. what chapter are we starting on? 25? 26. 26. Okay. We were supposed to end on last time, but Sue forgot, so. <laughs> yep, I messed up. So we get to have two, um, it's an interesting reflection between the openings of these first two chapters, so that mm-hmm. kind of works out. But we should actually do the official opening of the thing, otherwise Bob will yell at us. <laughs> yes, we need to be official. So let's see. For December 9th, 2016. This is episode 248 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. There's something weird going on. Oh my. We need search and rescue for Skype. Well, I mean, come on. We've got two Hufflepuffs here. You could just go find them. (laughs) You've got three now. (laughs) What have you done, Alex? You're calling people. Don't call strangers. <laughs> oh, dear. Wow. I... You almost have ruined Charlie to tell for me there. <laughs> oh. And I told Alex, you are not welcome in my bed with squirrel breath. Who dares enter my chamber? Can you do that again? That's awesome. <laughs> Who dares enter my chambers? <laughs> Save yeah. that for something it totally needs to be cute. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I think she just replaced Scott. <laughs> Sex and snork eggs. Awkward. Yeah, Google I have food Google is always food. useful. Okay, Google food. I, have, came I was having with us. fun. Well, that's oh. always good too. We're not fun anymore. You're a different kind of fun. You don't want it to be the same kind of fun. I was going to say, I don't want to know what kind of fun you were having. (laughs) And that's all we're going to say about that because... (laughs) Because we don't want to know what you were doing. Thanks. Now you're just making it seem even worse. (laughs) You are evil. She's just trying to separate church and state. It's all doing the Ryan thing. (laughs) Oh, Want to hear my stupid story? Yes. <laughs> I know you did something because you sent me a message and was like, "Do I have a story for you?" And I'm like, "Oh no." <laughs> I'm sorry, I just broke a lot of memories, and I'm thinking, "Oh shit, me and my oversharing." <laughs> <laughs> you do like to do that. She flews the headmaster's office. And Albus says, good evening, Minerva, is there a problem? Albus, I have an unconscious Death Eater tied up in my office. Now, Minerva, I'm sure Severus was just... (laughs) (laughs) Because we were slightly off topic. Off topic? Us? Never. Never. No, not at all. How dare you, Sue? How dare you? I know. We're in depth when we're not off topic. Lockhart leaves before Harry and Ron can come out of the closet. He gave you some big brassy balls. Well, you know, <laughs> we have to have balls. That's what we do. I, so I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Bloody buggering hell. <laughs> oh, shit. Bloody Merlin's galloping gargoyles. 
Okay. I hate being responsible. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. And I'm Moni. And Trisha was not able to be with us today, mm-hmm. and the noise you hear in the background is my kitten going crazy under my bed. Don't ask me what he's doing. I have no idea. But we are <laughs> talking about the last about five chapters, maybe six. I didn't do the math. Uh, Melinda's Leo, uh, <laughs> Melinda Leo's These Cuts I Have. And we are yes. starting with... Which you can find on Sink Into Your Eyes, Phoenix Song, and fanfiction.net. She spread it all over the place. It is five chapters. Mm. <laughs> Yay, calculator. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh. Really? <laughs> Just to confirm when I don't trust my brain. <laughs> okay. Hang on, guys. I just had to pull my contact out. Something just dropped into my eyeball. And, ooh, Ouch. Excruciating pain. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have contacts anymore. Oh, mm. man. The really bad thing about this heat is that the bugs are out. And there's like... Oh, close to a thousand bugs on the front of my house right now. Oh, jeez. Coming in. Although right now there aren't any in, which is good. All right. Let's see if that worked. Looks like I'm putting the contact in your mouth and then back in your eye. Come on. Well, hi, Jack. Are you on the floor next to my feet? Well, I can read with one eyeball. That might work. (laughs) (laughs) She's turned into a cyclops. I yeah, um, I literally uh, cannot see out of my right eye right now. Oh no, excuse flush. me, my left eye right now. I don't know my right from my left. Go, no, neither. If you need to go flush out your eye, go go ahead. No, I got it. You sure? Yeah, I cried enough that it cleared up. Oh, that's good. Sorry, Melinda. Squirrel. <laughs> You're making oh, speaking cry. of squirrels, I got my new shirt today. It is so what? cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, it says, "Oh, the timey wimey places you'll go." And it's a Dr. Seuss Saturn with the TARDIS on top with the Dr. Seuss character on the very top as the doctor. It's very cool. I'm excited. That's fun. I got a loot crate today, but I haven't opened it yet. You got a what? The September loot crate. That's fun. I have to figure out a way to divest myself of all the things from them that I don't do anything with. (laughs) Tallison like said that he's very popular at Christmas with the kids in the neighborhood because he just passes out all the stuff he doesn't like. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works here, though. I don't really have a neighborhood. What kind of stuff? Can you um, take it to the radio show and, like, give it out as prizes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I could ask the promotions people about that. I think we have to give out things with our logo on them. I don't know. Yeah, um, slap a logo on them. It would be fine. They have. They do various different sort of fandom-related things. There's usually a T-shirt and a pin and then some sort of, like, tchotchkes and figures and stuff. Some of them are interesting to me, but most often they really aren't. I just, but it's hard to tell because it's always, they don't, they don't do them by universe or fandom or whatever. They give them a little theme. Mm -hmm. Like last month's one that I tried to skip, but wasn't quick enough to skip was anti-heroes. So it's all stuff like uh, Deadpool and Wolverine and uh, people that don't particularly interest me. You know, other people like them. And everything is different, so there's always, like, there was the, probably the one that 
had the most stuff that I liked in it so far was either the fantasy crate or the uh, legends crate, which yeah, also had cool. fantasy things in it. Mm-hmm. And they all come in a cardboard box that apparently you could take them all apart and turn them inside out. And they're an, a different thing. Like um, one of them might turn into a little stage or whatever, but um, I haven't actually tried to do that because I've mostly kept half of the things from each crate in its box. So <laughs> I don't know. So you have boxes. Yeah. I have stacks and stacks of these black boxes. <laughs> oh, well, somebody who does crafts might like them. The, the boxes. I suppose. eBay. Yeah. Can you eBay? I don't know. I mean, I could, but I'm not sure what the, what's the protocol on that. Uh, mm-hmm. I offered you just I anything almost, on uh, eBay posted them up on Facebook for people to say, okay, here are the 27 things that I have. Who wants it? Yep. <laughs> but, hey, shipping and handling, you can have whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm just dying of laughter over here. Somebody tweet. So Professor Snape on Twitter tweeted a picture of Voldemort with Trump's face body. And it's no, well, his hands too, or whatever. And it's so funny. Oh dear! Except it's not a complete Voldemort. He's like half, like splotchy green. It's really bizarre. Hmm. Very strange. Yeah. It looks like he's like I don't know. You know those cartoons where people get like seasick and they turn green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Strangeness. Yeah. Crazy stuff going on. But anyhow, and Melinda's fic, which we <laughs> yes. and then completely got tried off to topic. start about five times. Might have to like cut a bunch of that stuff out. <laughs> Oh, I'm uh, sure. Ginny Weasley is having a bad day. She's having a no good, very Poor bad kid. day. I'm going to move to Australia kind of day. Poor kid. And it starts when her soap runs out in the shower and she doesn't have her wonderful soap that her mother makes for her. And by the time she gets down for breakfast, Ron has eaten all the bacon, the little snot. <laughs> and then I'm surprised Molly let him. I know. And then she's got the dropsies, which means she's dropping everything. I had a little bit of the dropsies today. I was carrying boxes out of the room underneath my apartment and walked into the plant and knocked the plant down and shattered its pot all over the ground. So I understand where she's coming from there. But she has plans with Harry. So she's she's contemplating just going back to bed. But because she has plans with Harry, she's not going to do that. And then the (laughs) press has been hounding her. For an interview. Of course. And they caught her sneaking through the woods, actually going to Luna's house, but they think that, you know, they're saying that she's sneaking around on Harry. Ugh. Because, yeah, of you course know, they are. What else would she be doing in the woods? And Harry's having breathing treatments because he can't breathe. As we found out last week, thank you, Melinda, he's been poisoned with something. He's been totally poisoned. He's been totally poisoned. I gotta find that clip for this. <laughs> And his lungs are filling up and his kidneys are starting to fail. And even at this point, his stomach's starting to cause trouble. So he's, Poor kid. Oh, he's Harry. in a world of hurt. But the four of them are heading into Diagon Alley. And the first question is, where should we go first? And the boys want to go to Quidditch. And Hermione wants to go to Flourish and Blots. Of course. Of course. And Ginny would rather go to Quidditch, too. But she's just having a bad day, so she's grumpy about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And Ron's really picking on her. He he really should know better than this. Ginny, of course. Ginny drops her wand, and he's like, well, it's not like you can use it anyway. And she's just like, it's coming. It's coming. Just yeah. wait. 
How long have you just lived you with a little sister? And Yagen's just you wait. And uh, <laughs> apparently Harry has named his new owl Zeus. Quite a change from Hedwig. Yeah. So they decide to stop in at the magical menagerie and pick up treats. <laughs> and I'm now getting uh, messages from Kelly. Hey, let's see. <laughs> Do you want to come on and podcast with us? I haven't talked to Kelly. Yeah, finally found the infographic August. I was looking for, so there's that. Yeah, I haven't talked to her in ages. I've never talked to her. <laughs> uh, she was a, a previous generation of the podcast almost. I know. No, I think she was the one who sent me copies of mm-hmm. After the End. Or, uh, no, it wasn't After the End. Uh, oh, jeez. A- Andy's stuff. The the one where Harry dies. <laughs> From the sun. That's the one. Yeah, we've, no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't that. I think she was the one who sent me seventeen clumsy and shy. Mm, that's that sounds more like a chi thing. Chi gave that I mean, one to no, me. No, it definitely wasn't chi. Oh, okay. Or maybe you I don't think I even that. remember that one. It's, it's a smut. Uh, smut. Ah, that would be why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't read any of those ones. <laughs> I came across to an Oliver fic, and I was like, "Ooh, I should send this to Oliver's girl." And then I listened to it. And went, no, maybe not. I never Oliver finished Charlie. Clumsy and Shy. Oh. You never know. Maybe she'd be into that. Yeah, yeah. maybe. But Oliver's gal seems more like she wouldn't be. Yeah. Good. So <laughs> we're on hold for a minute to see if Kelly can find a headset. Do, 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 do. She'll come on here and take over. <laughs> we book it to Melinda's Melinda loves us. It'll work out. <laughs> she might not by the time we're done with this. <laughs> That's true. So they're, they're getting owl treats and Ginny and... Harrier contemplating a snog. I don't think she actually, uh, they actually get to that point. He asks her if he, she sees anything she likes and she looks at him and says, Oh, I definitely see something I like. And he's like, Yeah, me too. <laughs> and then of course Ron interrupts them. Well, no, before we get to that, mm-hmm. Harry's just figured out that he's not a parcel mouth anymore. Uh, I think that's coming next. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. That's, that's the thing that happens in the, once they get. Oh, wait, never mind. Okay. Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're in the pet shop right now, and he stands next to the snake cage, and he says, hello. And the snake flicks his tail at him. Can you hear me? And the snake just kind of looks at him, and Jenny's like, well, of course I can hear you. You know, you're just talking to it. And she's, he's like, no, but parcel tongue. And then he finds out that he can't do parcel tongue anymore. So he's contemplating this, and Hermione wants to know, what's taking them so long? This reminds me of the scene in, in, was it in the bathroom? That Harry's trying to do parcel tongue and Ron's like, you just used English. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, no, it was, it was Chamber of Secrets. That's what it was. Yeah. Cause the first couple of times he, that he definitely had really yeah. get it. Yeah. He had to look at a, a snake thing and that's why they found a handy little scratching on the tap and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he hasn't been aware, um, that he's lost this until just now. It didn't occur to him that he might. And now he's like, oh, wait, it's because I lost the Horcrux. So it must have been the Horcrux, and it wasn't really him. And he's somewhat dazed. I'm surprised it took him that long to figure that out. Yeah, well, he even says, I didn't even know it was gone, and it's been months. And so they leave there and wander through the... I think that she found a moment for him to discover that, because he knows it in the epilogue, but... 
Yeah. And they, she decided that she wanted to go to the bookstore because there's lots of places to sneak away and snog, but Ron ends up following them the whole time and she thinks he really is a prat. <laughs> and then they finally make it to the Quidditch shop and Hermione's like, you just bought a new broom. What could you possibly want now? He looks at her. Quidditch stuff, of course. You know, you've got a ton of books already. Why would you want another book? <laughs> yeah. And well, that's we, nothing like them, of course. Yeah. And we find a, a thing. Uh, is this, I think this is of Melinda's own making. I don't know. Have you guys yeah. ever seen the broom racing before? No. Well, um, no, I don't think so. Not in the sense of drag racing. I've seen fix where, um, you know, they had a, a pickup flying league or town Quidditch league in either Hogsmeade or Auto Racing Catapult or something. But mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen this particular interpretation. Yeah. So Hermione's like, why do they need all these proofs anyway? Not all these people can play Quidditch. And Ron's like, well, a lot of people like to fly. Or maybe it's Ginny. No, Ron. And Hermione's like, so they fly to work? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I'm surprised this hasn't occurred to anybody. Mm-hmm. Although, does that mean that they would have to invisib- to, to disillusion themselves to fly to work? Depends on where they work, I guess. Because you can't, like, fly with muggles seeing you, I don't think. And then can you imagine a lot of disillusioned people flying around? That sounds very dangerous. Mm-hmm. But if you work in a place that's predominantly wizard, you could that's possibly true. fly to work. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But then we find out that there's illegal broom races. races. And Charlie got busted once. Yeah. <laughs> and he had to pay a fine. Mom had a fit. And uh, now Harry's all interested. Well, how do they find, how do you find out where they race? And Hermione's like, it's illegal. You can't break the law if you're enforcing it. I'm just asking. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of go on about it a little bit extra just because it's uh, winding her up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Ron wants to know if he wants to try it. And Harry says, well, no, but I wouldn't mind watching it. And, and watching so, isn't illegal, therefore. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. She's like, but then you'd have to arrest everybody. Uh, not yet. And of course, Ginny's siding with the boys. So poor Hermione's feeling yeah. a little left out. Quidditch is not her thing. Mm-mm. She doesn't no. understand the brooms and the racing. And they get back to Leaky Cauldron, and they get caught by the reporters. Yeah, and it's surrounded by reporters, yeah. And they've sort of blocked the way to the exit, so they're kind of stuck. Yeah. And they're doing the scrum, like, look this way, look this way. How do you feel about dating Britain's most eligible bachelor? Oh, jeez. <laughs> and they just sort of try and bowl through, and it's not really working because they're still continuing to shout and snap photographs, etc. And Ginny has been not having a great day all day, and this is just the last straw, and she whips her out and casts bat bogey hex on a particularly annoying reporter. (laughs) (laughs) Or I guess just the one in the lead, actually. And then they head off into an alley, and now Hermione's all worried because she's underage and she's going to get in trouble for casting magic. See, this is something I've always had trouble with, because as of book five, we learn that as long as there are adult witches and wizards around, you can't detect underage magic. So Ginny shouldn't technically be getting into trouble for this because they can't tell who cast it. Yeah. Except, that, um, well, the reporters would Hello. know, for one. True. Hey. Hello, Kelly. 
Greetings. <laughs> Welcome. Can you hear me? Barely. Oh, you're a little muffled, but we can hear yeah, you. You're pretty low. I'll turn my end up. <laughs> Poor Melinda. She wrote a book. Well, a fic. Have you read Melinda's latest fic, Kelly? I have not. Hey, Kelly, now that I have you here and we're off topic anyhow, are you coming to see me in January? Um, I don't know yet. I have a, I have several, I don't know yet. I know the Wizard World is in Portland, but I don't know if I'm coming or not. Okay, just checking because I saw that your guy was coming. Yeah. I sent I you a Facebook a message, years. but I don't know if you got it. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the message. Okay. But I didn't, I don't know. Just, you know, <laughs> happened to think about it. Oh my that god. That was fun last year. Scott came last year. Although I'm saving my money for Harry Potter Wizarding World, so it, the one it's, in Florida? it's okay with me if you don't come. I just thought I'd ask. The one in Florida? No, the one in California. Where I'm supposed what to go lot. over spring break this year. Uh, I need to go back to the one in Florida not after the expansion. I haven't had a chance. Well, I haven't been to either one of them. I need to go to either of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, Wow. My my timeline is like going nuts here. I'm mm-hmm. trying to keep up with it, and it's like there's no way. <laughs> yeah, that's why we decided it was better to retreat inside Harry Potter instead. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll let so, everybody else. So, have you read um, the Cursed Child? Yes, I have it yes. right here at my feet. I have not read it yet at all. Nope, I haven't had time. I've been busy. I almost lost. Get the something. To, get something to drink life. when you read it. Sorry, say it again. Yeah. Kelly, get something it's, to drink. Fan fiction, you'll love it. Yeah, I yeah. um, I I know that it's a script book, um, but I did get the special rehearsal edition script hardcover book. Oh. So. Is that mm-hmm. different from the one everybody else has? No, I don't think so. No, I the other one hasn't come out yet. Yeah, that's that's why um, people are speculating that um, you know people who've gone and seen the play seem to enjoy it much more than people who've read it is because this is the rehearsal edition and they might well have made changes in between. And oh God, I hope so. Then of course there's also the, the actor effect that you actually have people, you know, bringing these lines across and such, which mm-hmm. helps all, all the time. But yes, it's, yeah. it's fun if you don't think of it as canon. <laughs> yeah. It, Basically. It, it reads like fan fiction. It really does. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I'm sorry I hijacked your That's your, okay. I told podcast. them if I called you, you would. I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> but we do need to get back to the fit because some people need to go to bed before. It gets oh, here's too here's late. The, the Lawrence Police. Lawrence, Kansas. Kansas? Police. Lawrence, Kansas Police Department. Posted this tweet. This tweet: Drinking games where you drink every one, every time someone says "huge" leads to binge drinking, and we discourage that strongly. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna go. Please go back to your well, regular it's really program. Really nice to talk to you, Kelly. At Man, this point, I'm gonna get up and pick up the kitten. Could be Bye, fun. everybody. Have fun. Bye, Kelly. Thanks for stopping. Have Bye. fun storming Bye. the castle. <laughs> We'll Let me know best. if you're coming to visit. <laughs> little man. Cheers. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. All right, bye bye. Uh, bye. In the uh, middle of the first chapter we were going to read tonight. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, if it gets uh, late, Jenny's guys. casted a uh, bat bogey hex on a reporter, and they're all worried about it. And Mooney, you were saying it was weird because they're in an area with wizards, but they also just walked out into Muggle London when she cast it, so that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. 
I love Ron here. Ginny, you're underage, Ron says stupidly. <laughs> no kidding, Ron. Yeah. So they... They head back to the burrow. Back. And Hermione wants to know what she was thinking, and she says, I was thinking you deserved it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to get in so much trouble. I don't care. Ginny Weasley! <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. And then we shift to Ron's perspective the next day or a few days later in one of their classes. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the high points of Finier Greyback's capture, and he feels like he mm-hmm. shouldn't have to listen because he was there, and, you know, there's no reason, and he's bored, and then... Well, no, he wasn't there notes. for when he got captured. Or no, wait, yes, he was. Maybe he was. I don't know. He was there for the trial, and he was there they, for... no, they went over it then, basically. Oh, is that what he meant? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it seems like... Harry. Poor Harry. Mm-hmm. Harry is now puking. Yeah, because his stomach's starting to get affected, so... Yeah. It's not yeah. just his lungs anymore. And kidneys and liver. <laughs> yeah. And he's just really worried about him, and he doesn't know what to do. He wishes he could... At some point, he could get there in time to actually stop something happening instead of just being there at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Um, but nobody else seems to have noticed anything because Terry's always been good at putting up a front. So. Of course. That's what he was trained to do. And we find out they're going to start learning mm-hmm. about Patronuses. Yeah. And Harry and Ron are like, cool, we can do those. And probably Susan Bones. Although, has she been able to do a corporal one? I don't think I don't most remember. of the DA could, at least when we saw them in book five, but a lot of them could by the time book seven rolled around, because otherwise the Dementors would have gotten everybody. Yeah, well, Susan says she can still only get missed. That's what I thought. Although Joe indicated that sometimes that's a choice. Yeah, well, probably... um... Remus didn't want to send a werewolf at the Dementor in the train, necessarily. Well, no, it was a, it was a regular wolf, but yes, that was basically mm-hmm. the point. Yeah. Um, and so Cormac is, you know, being sulky about it, because, oh, it's another thing Potter can sail through. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yes, that's that's exactly why I learned it, just for this one class to show you up in the future. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and Mark, um, who's kind of been hanging in the background, asks him how long it took. And Harry says, it took me a while, you know, and I was highly motivated to, to figure it out. But it's a hard spill. Yeah, but he agrees to, you know, give them a little bit of tutoring, because mm-hmm. especially Duncan has never even tried it before and doesn't know how he could even start. And yeah, and they're going to need to be able to do it pretty quickly in the so he basically gives them what Remus told him in his first session. You know, concentrate on your happy thought, and you've got to make sure that it's as happy as possible. And Any happy be... little thought? <laughs> it's going to be harder when there's an actual Dementor around. I really thought he was going to So he sends prongs out. Doing yeah. prongs, but he didn't, just because he's so ill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it does take a lot out of him, which Ron notices after mm-hmm. they leave. And then they want to see Ron, so Ron's little terrier comes out, bounces around. Yeah, and that's kind of, he draws attention away from Harry, looking a little shaky. Mm-hmm. And, and Harry's annoyed that Violet's hoping for a cute one. Mm-hmm. They, they aren't they are supposed they to are. be cute! <laughs> yeah. Or then however the line went from Phoenix. Decides that his happy thought's going to be sex with Violet, and Violet's like, yeah, he dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
So then we... So we head back to the burrow. Mm-hmm. And Teddy. Aww. Baby Teddy. Mm-hmm. So Teddy is mastered rolling over. So so about how old is he now? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Because I think Ellis started rolling over about two months ago. So he can roll over one way, but he can't get back over. So he rolls over, and then he starts to fuss, and, and Harry turns him back over. And then he rolls over again, and he thinks it's a grand game. <laughs> yep. So, and he's kind of got and the And Harry's off. just worrying a little bit, because, you know, he's not sure Time if they're going to be able worry. to fix this. And he doesn't want to, you know, die and leave his godson on his own. And, mm-hmm. and, and he's also worried about... You know, just that he will never get to see his parents and stuff. So, uh, yeah. And then Hermione comes in. She's been at the bookshop researching all day. Of course. He doesn't explain exactly what. Yeah. Ron has apparently gone over to see Lee because they're working on their invention. Mm-hmm. And she wants to know how Harry's feeling, and he says it hasn't been so bad today. And she says that's not a good answer. Mm-hmm. He, she wants him to be. Honest about how she's how he's feeling because any new symptoms or things like that that he can describe might help them narrow down what exactly was in this potion. Mm-hmm. And he has a thought: Does what's in the potion have to be dark? You know, because they're looking for something extra that was put in, mm-hmm. and they're looking at all these dark things. But he says, "Does it have to be dark? It could be something that's not dark, and that's why you're having so much trouble finding it." You know, I love this epiphany because I was reading somewhere a long time ago that, you know, Hermione does the research and figure things out. Mm-hmm. And Harry kind of thinks about it and thinks about it and thinks about it and thinks about it and then has this eureka moment. Yeah. And so it's just a complete in character with Harry. I love it. Mm-hmm. And then she wants to talk about his growing up life. Why didn't you ever tell us? And he said, it didn't, it wasn't that bad. And she's like, don't you dare excuse them. And he says, I'm not. I just could handle it. And I don't care if you could handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't want to tell them because there was nothing they could have done. And she says, we would have done something if we knew about it. We could have had you come stay with one of us. And then he's, he just feels like she's getting on his case and it's fine. It's my fault because I didn't share. Can we drop it? And he says, the point is that it's not your fault and has never been your fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. And she wants to know why they, he didn't trust them with it. He says it's just that it's not something he liked thinking about, so he never bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he starts to have a, a, basically a panic attack, and his breathing starts to get really bad, and the pressure in his chest is bad, and he's got to calm down. And she mm-hmm. has him calm down and goes to get him some water or some tea, but he, and he falls asleep. And ends up with falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah. And you get a shout-out in the author's note for this one. Did I? Along with Ryan, Danielle, yes, and Claire. Yes, you do, yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I love the reasoning that she has for naming Albus Severus and Canon. That is something I never thought about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that neither of those two had anyone to carry on the name themselves. So, so he's kind of... And then we shift to chapter 27, and Ginny's having a much better morning. <laughs> but Ron's not. Yeah, because wakes. she's finally 17. She wakes up, Yay. and she's like, oh, I might sleep some more. <gasps> Wait a minute, it's my birthday! And she grabs her wand, and she starts doing everything she can with it. Makes her bed, except you, the room. Except you don't use your wand to zip up your trousers. 
No, that's a bad idea. Mm. And then she goes over to spy on Ron and Harry, and Harry's asleep, and Ron is snoring gustily, and she conjures a jet of water on top of him. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, and he shouts and, Oi, what the bloody hell are you on about, Ginny? Happy birthday to me. No more underage magic laws. (laughs) (laughs) Consider yourself warned. Then why are you spraying me when it was Harry you wanted to wake up? And she's like, yeah, but Harry has not been picking on me. You have. Yes. Harry, she woke up by getting in bed and kissing him. Mm-hmm. Which is probably a much nicer way to be woken than a jet of water. <laughs> yeah, but she can't do that to her brother. No. No. And he grumbles about it anyway. being his bedroom and stuff. And he finally leaves and says, I'm telling mom. And Ginny is going to make some comment to him when he says it's his bedroom. And Harry says, the door's over there. Feel free to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, and they have a bit of a snog and a happy birthday, and she's like, so how do you feel? And he said, seriously? I'm a bit turned on. (laughs) Well, yes. Other than that, you know, it seems to be better today. It's not feeling so tight and as bad and so on. Mm -hmm. She just sort of snuggles in bed with him, and he says, yes, I did get you a present, but it's downstairs, and you'll have to wait till we're opening presents. She doesn't want to do that. No, of course not. And then everybody comes in, so they have enough warning for Harry to put on a shirt. (laughs) But she doesn't. Everybody's there. Well, everybody but Molly, I think. Careful, Jack. And they're all like, "Yeah, what are you doing in Harry's bed?" But Mm -hmm. George says, and George wants to know. Yeah. Yeah. Should I ask what you gave her for a present? <laughs> wait, wait, that's that. Percy's scandalized. <laughs> Jenny like, says, no, he said he can't, I can't have it till the party. Mm-hmm. And George knows what the gift is. And says, yeah. oh, come on, give it to her now. And it's downstairs. That's where I left it. Because yeah, he's been keeping it over at their shop so she wouldn't snoop and find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because Harry knows she's been snooping. Yep. And so she, Akio presents... And this little yeah. square shape. And Ron says, because... oh, just give it to her so I can go eat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make her oh, angry. Oh, Ron, such a cliche. Yeah. So as oh, she Ron. tears it open, Harry kind of taps it, and out comes a broom. Yeah. It's basically wrapped around the broom end, the bristles of the broom, and it's a package that's about that size. But when she opens it... And he does whatever the counter charm is. The uh, the broom handle sprouts out too. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of cool. And then Molly comes in and says, "Happy birthday, Jenny! Get out of that bed right now." <laughs> <laughs> he says, We're, "I'm just sitting." I'm just... <laughs> yep. And Harry is mortified, and Molly says, "It's all right, but she should all come to breakfast." <laughs> yeah. Yep. And Molly's not sure about this so broom thing. It's too expensive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, this will be a bone of contention for a while. Of course it will. But, you know, Harry's right when he says to them that they have taken him in like a son. They feed him. They do all kinds of stuff for him. They never expect anything in return. And he has all this money. And if he wants to spend some of it on him, it, he should be allowed to. I, I kind of like the ones where he finally talks him into letting him pay rent. 
because that's a responsible thing. He's got more money than he knows what to do with. They can always Mm -hmm. use more money. And truthfully, as Ron figured out earlier in this story, or as he's going to, no, yeah, as he figured out earlier, Harry might have money, but Ron has what really counts. Ron has a family that loves him, and that's worth so much more. Mm -hmm. So there you go. And they decide after breakfast they're going flying. See, and then that, and then the other thing too is because Molly and Arthur would never accept anything from Harry, so the only way he can pay them back is one of the kids. It's, yeah, through the kids. Well, as she says here, you know, it's it's taking them all time to adjust to doing things differently. Him having them, you know, around and in his business all the time, and uh, they asked to him being allowed to buy things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says to her, you know, I didn't mean to upset you. And Hermione's pretty shocked because Harry never is one for confrontation, especially with the Weasleys. But he loves Ginny and and he knows what her plans are. And so this is something he really, really wants to do. And he'll stand up to the adult Weasleys because of this, because he knows how much it means to Ginny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Mr. Weasley thought, you know, we'd settled all this already, but, um, and Ginny just comes out and says, Mom's making Harry feel guilty. And mm-hmm. she didn't, not trying to do that. It's just, she's worried about what the paper's going to say and various other things, but they all realize that the paper is going to say whatever they can manage, regardless of what they do. Mm-hmm. So. Mrs. Weasley is very good. I don't know if it's like a fandom thing, but she's very good at, I don't know if holding a no, holding a grudge isn't quite the right term, well, but like making a big deal out of things, you know, mm-hmm. making a point. Yeah, and just making things worse. And yeah, yeah. But while they're at least sort of trying to um, get over things with this, the letters come. Mm-hmm. Their school letters are here, and mm-hmm. Ginny does make Quidditch captain. Good. And Hermione does not make head girl, which just... I love this discussion. I absolutely love this discussion Mm -hmm. and the result. Well, and it's true. I mean, if it had been a regular year, the year before, Hermione probably would have made head girl. But Hermione wasn't there last year. And there were a lot of people that were and that stepped up and that, I mean, yes, what the trio went on was not a picnic, but what the kids at school went through had to have been so much worse. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. So, you know, and Jenny's like, you weren't there. I think they're going to give it to the Slytherin. Then they gave it to uh, Greengrass, right? Or that's what she thinks. I'm, I don't know if that's what actually mm-hmm. happens. I hope so, because we need, we need Slytherin prefix. Mm-hmm. And I love Mr. Weasley's reasoning, too. I mean, and then plus, oh, God, what fic was it where, you know, Neville kept saying to Harry... Yeah, you, you had to go through some stuff there, but you weren't there. Mm-hmm. When we went through what we went through, we can't talk to you about it because you weren't there. Yeah. Mm. And Hermione says, well, at least this way I'll have free time during Hogsmeade visits. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, Mr. Weasley says, if Hermione had made head girl over someone, some of the deserving candidates in Ginny's year, it would cause all kinds of trouble. Um, mm-hmm. It would make it harder for her to fit into the new year because they would resent her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's true. It's very true. This is her seventh year, but it's not. She's a year out of time, so it's not a. It's not fair to take it away from somebody that's deserving. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she is still prefect, 
Yeah. So. There's no really completely fair way to do it. So mm-hmm. I like this. It's a, it's an interesting thing that uh, Melinda's thought of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huzzah for Slytherin standing up to the Caros. I approve heartily. <laughs> I love Ron. Greengrass, a Slytherin? <gasps> Ron asks, scandalized. Oh, Ron, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Your grandmother was a Slytherin, okay? Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think we ever find that out in any in-universe stuff. No, so. we don't. But anyway, our next scene is back at the ministry, mm-hmm. the Monday after that weekend, and Harry's just drained by everything. Poor guy. Yeah. He wants her to have the best room to show her full potential for the recruiters and everything. And and he is absolutely he did like miserable. A chat with mm-hmm. Mr. Weasley, yeah. which was nice. Yeah. He's having a really hard time breathing. And Ron's like, uh, should we take you to the doctor? Yes. And yes. Go to the doctor. You don't want to do like, what you did at Umbridge's trial. Oh, okay. I can breathe. Harry. <laughs> uh, it's like, you're not all right. There's nothing all right about not breathing. Yeah. And Harry's saying, you know, we're trying to keep this quiet. And Ron says, it's not going to be quiet if you pass out. Mm-hmm. No. But then a paper airplane kind of comes in and, and tells him that Harry's needed at the uh, minister's the office. Head, or in The head orer's office. Gawain Robard's office because there's They're prepping for the next trial. The trial. Yeah, which is something that happens a lot, so nobody really thinks anything about it. No, when in reality, uh-huh. it's Draco. Draco's being brought in, and they're bringing him in and said, Rather than him, you know, looking like it, he willingly came in so that people don't suspect anything. Yeah. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, that's it. I was trying to remember that today. I was talking to a one of the dads at school, and I was okay. telling him about. He, we were talking about audiobooks, and I said, "You need to read Ready Player One. It's got, it's got this in it, and this in it, and that thing with the coconuts. I don't remember what it's called." <laughs> <laughs> he had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> the thing with the coconuts. <laughs> Whoa now! Who goes there? It is I, Arthur, son of Usa Pendragon from the castle of Camelot, king of the Britons. Defeater of the Saxons, sovereign of all England. Pull the other one. I am. And then I could remember okay. it when I got home, of course, which was too late. And of course. Of course, it's out of my mind again. I've never watched it, so it, it's not something that I retain. Mm. You might enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I like the Holy Grail best. That Well, that's the only one I've seen through in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of their sketches from the TV series are fun too, but I haven't I haven't searched out a bunch of those. And then their other movies are about different things. So there's mm-hmm. a a witch, a professor, not a Medi-Witch, a professor, Alyssa Bowen, and she's from the Department of Mysteries, and she's the expert on poisons. I love how her description sounds very much like Susan Bones. Mm-hmm. Amelia, you mean? Or yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's a gray-haired witch with a monocle. Mm-hmm. She's very stern and foreboding. And Hermione's been writing to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I thought just what Harry needs. in the ministry. But she's going back to Hogwarts. <laughs> and then Draco enters. Get your hands off me. Doesn't appreciate being manhandled by the goons. Oh, shut up. And apparently he has news. Yeah. Well, I didn't expect you stopped in for tea. Um, the meeting is in three days at the house in Nottingham. And he's going to give them the address. And says, no, that wasn't the deal. You're coming with us. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you the address and you can release my father. Uh, no. No. Not going to happen. He's like, fine. If that's the case, I want to be in Potter's group. Harry's like, well, thanks for the vote of confidence. And he's like, no, they just will let anything happen to you. So the safest place is next to you. Yeah. And then they... So he gives them the, the time and day and um, arrange for teams to get to an apparition point and... She's going to send a couple of unspeakables with them mm-hmm. to and go Bill. through the home. Yeah. He's going to go with the raid. Yeah. And now Harry's all upset because now if something goes wrong, it could be Bill, Mr. Weasley, or even Ron in danger. And that's a lot on Harry's plate when Harry's so, so sick. Poor Harry. And, and Miss, Mr. Weasley says, if you want us not to worry when you go to do your job, you need to trust we can do ours, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Andrea's like, still concerned about his mother, so they promise that once he shows up and gets them in, then they'll send Anora to stand guard on her and make sure nothing happens to her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so they're ready to spring the trap. Do, do, do. And we're on to chapter 28, which is called Fugitives. Dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. So, Ron's at George's flat, Harry's sick, and at the hospital for treatments. Ron just wants to punch something, but his toe's sore because he kicked the dresser earlier that morning, so punching something's probably not the best idea he's had. Dude, you can use magic. You can heal yourself. <laughs> you probably never well, learned any of those spells. Probably not. Go ask his mother. And Hermione's parents want her to come and visit before school starts, so she's contemplating that. And Ron's a little bummed because he doesn't want her to leave him. Yeah. And Harry's not doing too well. They're really hoping that whatever extra treatments they do this time can hold him through Thursday so they can get the raid done and over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's uh, Doxy eggs and Valerian root in George's shop and... George says, how's Harry? Is he telling everybody he's fine? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That wouldn't be Harry. Jenny's the only one he doesn't do that with. Mm-hmm. Or, although I, I don't think that's entirely true. But And George mentioned something that Mr. Weasley said, and Ron wants to know, when did you talk to Dad about this? And he's apparently been stopping by to make sure George isn't drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is, Mr. Weasley's upset that he didn't put together the abuse thing a little sooner. Yeah, nobody did. About that. Molly should have more than anybody. Yeah. yeah. And George is like, you know, when I lost, lost Fred, that was bad. Losing Harry would be really bad, too. We can't lose him. And Ron's like, don't worry. We're going to get him through this. We will figure this out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And George just wants a way to help somehow. Mm-hmm. And apparently he and Percy are going to go out that night and look at flats. 
Yeah, oh, that's so cute and sweet. And looking for a flat. He doesn't want to be left at home. And they're looking for no, a flat for Percy. George isn't planning on moving in with him, but they just want something for Percy. So it's neat to see, though, because, you know, Percy's the forgotten one, kind of. And I like Aww. seeing this little brotherly bond going on. Mm-hmm. Then Hermione comes in and comes over and gives Ron a kiss, and he's... Mm-hmm frowning over the till because he's counted it three times and every time it has a different amount. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so they find out that she's, he says that Persis said we're going on the raid. Isn't that dangerous? Well, we're ours. Hermione, everything we do is dangerous. Don't worry. Easier yeah. said than done. And Ron just really wants to look out for Harry. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. I'm, I'm the sidekick. That's my job. Yeah. I always have been, and I'm good at it. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah, and she says, you know, you're more than just a sidekick, but I know what you mean. But and that doesn't mean you're going to be reckless. If you're over your head, let the experienced oars handle it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's worried, so he's going to take it out on her in anger just because that's better than just being worried. And mm-hmm. So they have a little bit of a... Bicker, and she brings Lavender up. Oh, boy. Why do you bring her up every time you're upset? Well, because she's upsets me. <laughs> well, then stop bringing her up, and you won't get more upset. Mm-hmm. Besides, yeah. it's not like he was going to be a monk. And while they're talking, her eyes kind of go along the counter, where, and she sees the doxy eggs and stuff like that, and then pieces of a puzzle start clicking in her head, and she's like, sort of in La La Land, and he's like, what? Yeah. And she's like, nothing. I need to check on something. Uh, and she, <laughs> yeah, she does that a lot. figuring out what's in the potion. Right. Yeah. But she leaves without telling him what she counted in the till, so now he's going to do it again. Yeah. Just like, oh. um, Ron is now having a bad day. Yeah. And Harry is now looking through a wrought iron fence at the Lestrange house, and he's wondering... Why all their properties look like something out of a horror novel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do no dark wizards want a nice picket fence and some light, airy windows? Apparently not. I, I would if I was a dark wizard. I hate being in the dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Malfoys did kind of. I mean, they, they yeah. went for the you know fancy manor thing. It wasn't necessarily haunted house look, but still. <laughs> Apparently the Lestranges and the Plaques are a little more on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. And Harry's impressed with the plan. It's got quite a lot of detail and stuff. He says the Aurors plan like Hermione. Yeah, all sorts of contingencies. Mm-hmm. And Draco is agitated and sweating. And yeah. Harry really wants to go back to bed and sleep for days. Yeah. But he's here anyway. Mm, poor kid. And actually, now that he is here, he's feeling better than he has for quite a while. Because the adrenaline or something mm-hmm. is pushing aside the weariness from the potion. Which makes That's good. Sense. So uh, Owen Savage says, okay, Malfoy, it's time. And Draco's like, what are you going to do with something else for all? Well, shut up. Yeah, don't let anything go wrong. Once they're captured, your mother's life will be safe. Think of it as protecting her, Harry says. And Malfoy pulls out his wand, and Harry's like, hey, you got a new wand. <laughs> Draco's like, well, you never returned mine, so. Yeah. I suppose not. Yeah, well, it's it's allegiances to Harry now, so it wouldn't do him any good. Yeah. I feel like it probably still would if he gave it back. 
because it's not like the elder wand is the one that's really into the whole allegiance thing. Mm-hmm. The others maybe do some, but you know, it's not quite the same thing. But anyway, in this universe, Draco has a new wand. So basically, none none of the Malfoys have their original wands because um, Narcissa might. Lucius lost his. Mm-hmm. Sissy lost gave his. hers to Draco. Oh, okay, that's true. And then he lost it. And was that? Uh, in when the, he the rumor requirement when they went after Harry in the rumor requirement, he had his mother's wand. Mm-hmm. But did he lose it there as well? I don't remember no, that but, part. No, I think he dropped it. He may have dropped it into the fiend fire. Because mm-hmm. we know he lost his original one to Harry, and then mm-hmm. yeah. she gave her, she gave him hers to tied him over, but he could have possibly given it back afterwards. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember for sure. Me either. Anyhow, and Harry's Susan's feeling nervous stupid? again. Yeah, all the trainees are there. I thought Susan quit. No. Okay. I don't remember anybody quitting. We have uh, Dollish being a pain in the butt again and being, you know, his stuck-up little self. Potter, you and Bone stay behind us. You're back up. No heroics. This is madness. And Mr. Weasley's like, This is Sparta. <laughs> Gawain Roberts, this is Garwin Roberts' idea. Do you think he's mad? Dollish is like, No, sir. That's not what I was saying. I thought not, says Mr. Weasley. Yeah, and he again tells Harry, you let me do my job and I'll let you do yours. Mm-hmm. We have to trust each other. And they tell each other to be careful. And then they send then, Draco in. And meanwhile, Hermione is bent over a cauldron. She and Ginny mm-hmm. are testing the results of adding various things. In Mr. Weasley's shed, wearing their bubblehead <laughs> charms so that they don't breathe in any fumes and get sick. Mm-hmm. It was Harry's idea about... Maybe the missing ingredient not being specifically dark things. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. what she saw at the shop in Diagon Alley was... Um, Doxy eggs. Yeah, which were some of the things they had to clean up a lot at Grimmel Place. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Devil's, Devil's like fun, funneling them all kinds of dark <laughs> plants and ingredients and stuff. It's really I funny. love that. They've got him supply. He's the supplier, is Neville. Oh, God. <laughs> All his illegal potion supplies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's probably like, just don't tell me. Don't tell me anything. Don't tell Gran. <laughs> but so they're, they're trying to get it and, and they get it close, but it's just not quite right. And then. Yeah, and they're both worried, of course. Mm-hmm. And then we shift Jump back, back and it's gotten dark. And finally, they they get the signal to move in as well. Mm-hmm. And they cast and, anti-apparition wards, which they're hoping that the Death Eaters don't feel. Voldemort would have I love this. I know. I love that. Mm-hmm. But these yep. men aren't Voldemort. Yep. So they head on into the hallway, and he's hiding on the far side of some col- columns and has to suppress a cough, which is tough. Mm-hmm. And then all heck breaks a loose. House elves. When a house elf house comes elf shows in. up. Intruders <laughs> in the mailbox. Intruder alert! Intruder alert! <laughs> Something's wrong. Then <laughs> <laughs> yep. so. And so everybody's firing spells everywhere, and Harry's slammed back into a wall and puts his shield up, and Susan gets cut along her shoulder. Why didn't you put a shield up earlier? Oi. 
Hmm. Well, I don't think they wanted to cast things until it was time so that nobody heard them. But Susan should have been faster getting up the the shield, and she's cut pretty bad. Yeah. Susan doesn't get to be good at things in Melinda's book. No, No, she doesn't. (laughs) So uh, Harry tells her to put pressure on the wound and use everything else to keep the shield up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he goes for different cover. And Rodolphus is dragging Draco around. Mm -hmm. Potter! He spits. He manages to disarm him. Mm -hmm. And they send a lot of... And then, poor Draco. Uh, Harry disarms Rodolphus, and so Rodolphus steals Draco's new wand, <laughs> and start they start casting spells back and forth. Yeah, Draco's not good with his wand at all. Right. And then Harry has a thank you, Mooney. Harry has a brilliant idea, and he drops the chandelier down on top of him. <laughs> Oops. Oh, note to self: Do not have a chandelier in your house. No. Bad things happen. <laughs> and Draco's panic and trying to get away from Harry and Harry's like, Stay still, there's still a lot of people loose and he's like, No way And so Harry just stuns him. Yeah. Yeah, that'll keep him down, he says. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we're back to Ginny and Hermione and the the color's just about right with the doc's eggs, but it's not quite right. And then Ginny goes, Ah, a doxy. And she takes the lid off and lets it bite her and drops the blood into the potion. And voila, that's the right one. It's the doxy venom. And a little bit of her blood, which probably doesn't count for much, but it makes it the right Why couldn't they put the doxy in or at least, like, They don't want to kill the doxy. It's alive, and they don't want to kill it. What What they're thinking is that when whoever went to put this potion on the curtains, they got bit by a doxy, and so mm-hmm. venom and blood got into the potion. And that's what seems to make it work. Yeah. Uh. And Hermione's like, wow, you're really brave. And she's like, ah, it's nothing. It's for <laughs> Harry. I'll do anything for Harry. And so they rush yeah. off to tell the healer. I love how this all and works. And maybe also get her finger fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In such a short time. Yeah. Yeah. Like... We're jumping back and forth and seeing all this stuff, and it's all coming Everything's together. coming to a head at once, yeah. 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 They didn't do one of these things and then the other thing. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, that, it, that it's coming together so quickly. I would think that some of this potion would take a little longer to make, or, you know, some of them have to steep, yeah. or, or well, whatever happened. All of those things have already been happening for the past six weeks or whatever. That's true, it's that's true. That they never managed to make it quite work, and, mm. and then they finally come up with the last ingredient just on the night when this is happening. Although in in some sense, yes, it's there for dramatic effect and it works well with the plot, but it also makes sense that they would want something to distract themselves when they're worried on the night that the raid's happening. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know. Makes sense. Yeah. And Harry's being shaken awake and Ron's like, you're burning up! Harry's like, get off me, get off! Yeah. And so, and of course, he's been casting a bunch of magic, which he wasn't really supposed to do. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's everything's gotten worse, and yes, yeah, so the Lestrange's, the well, Rodolphus has been pinned under the chandelier. Mm-hmm. Yay! 
and uh, Ron was held up because McLagan when it was in his group and spent so much time telling everyone else how to do his job that he was delayed. Yeah, their job. Uh, he never did his. Yeah. That McLagan is in pain. I know. Can they like fire him? Yeah. Probably. And, and Harry's barely he's about to pass conscious, out again. but he sees the shadow coming from the room behind Mr. Weasley and all of a sudden he realizes what it is and he yells, "Watch out!" and he shoves Mr. Weasley and Ron just as an AK comes off after them. Uh, and apparently it's Christmas, according to Melinda. So would this be last when year Christmas? This. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she finished it in January this year. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Huh. And there's some commentary about Hermione not being head girl. And uh, she, much as we said, she whenever she sees that in effect, because it's almost always... Hermione as head girl, even if it's a, you know, coming back after in canon style. Um, mm-hmm. And because every time she reads that, she's thinking how much the girls in Ginny's year will resent that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Of course, if it's an AU where she gets to be there for her original seventh year, of course she's going to be head girl. Right. But mm-hmm. this one, Melinda thinks maybe not. So that's how it works. That's my reasoning, and I'm sticking to it, she says. Mm-hmm. And chapter 29 is called Hope, which is a good sign. What we need, a little bit of hope. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Ron is agitated <laughs> at the ministry. He's basically pacing. Of course he is. Yeah. He hadn't seen the Death Eater. He's supposed to be saving Harry, and Harry saved him once again, and his father. Mm-hmm. And man alive. How? What am I going to do? I'm not good at this sidekick thing and he's beating himself up and then he has to go down and get is it which one is it Rodolphus or Ravis Rodolphus got squished um Ravistan is (laughs) oh wait yeah Ravistan was killed outright because he was fighting Owen Savage Rodolphus got squished under the chandelier but he's apparently still alive so he's the one they have to question so they go down to get him and then they Perp walk him back up to the, to the office. I love it. And he's yep. sneering at them and, you'll get nothing from me. Uh-huh. And he quirks an eyebrow at Harry Potter. Feeling well, Potter? And he's like, oh, I'm feeling great after catching you. You <laughs> were nearly as hard to catch as we expected. Yeah. Harder to organize with your leader dad at all. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, then he calls him a half-blood. Rodolphus, you dare to file the name? Well, he was a half-blood. telling the truth. He he Mm -hmm. even says, you will rue the day. This guy is a complete cliche. Mm -hmm. He will rue the day somebody named him only one. Not that one. Our cause is just. Yeah, Uh our cause is lost. So they're searching the house, and he says, my wife and brother are dead, and I hold you responsible. Harry's like, yeah, join the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're, you're, well, no. Ooh, did we know? No, no, we didn't know about cursed childhood. I was going to say, you've got a sort of stepdaughtery thing. <laughs> Not in this universe. Intuitioning these things. So they tell him that they found a bunch of medgals that are uh, <laughs> ill, too. We know that you like to uh, use muggles. Experiment. Testing. Mm-hmm. And then they... He doesn't want to tell them anything. Yeah. He's kind of gleeful because this means that his potion worked. 
<laughs> and then Hermione and Ginny come in and say, ha, we figured it out. Yep. And <laughs> Ginny goes off. Harry pretty much just kind of zones out because mm-hmm. he's so sick. I don't blame him. And the, they say they're going to use Veritas serum on him. And Liz Strange is like, you don't use the Veritas serum. And uh, yeah, we do now. We're reevaluating our stance. And they can't use anything that they get against him, but at least this way they can find out for sure that it's the doxy poison or venom and stuff that makes, that will make the antidote work. And then they ask him other things. It's also personal. Mm-hmm. And then Ginny gets mad. You son of a bitch! <laughs> she goes after one. Ginny, no! <laughs> And Owen Savage <laughs> yep. is Robert decision. says, while I'm grateful for your discovery of the doxy venom, this does not give you the right to behave like a liquored up bad she in my interrogation room. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, Griffin Bears. So hot-headed. Yep. Yep. And we find out that Dollahoff has the rest of the Death Eaters. He's leading the splinter group. And then they decide they better take Harry over to St. Mungo so he can get his antidote. And then we have Ginny, who's in her chair, who was supposed to go home and snuck back to the hospital. Oops. Yeah. And her mom's going to have right a now. Mm-hmm. She did leave a note. She did. <laughs> she was and, yeah, she's sitting and watching <laughs> Harry sleep. No, no. <laughs> At least this time, Ginny. <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah. She learned from her brothers uh, and, and Harry's sleeping with her old stuffed unicorn. Of course. Yeah. yeah. What time is it? She said, ah, it's just after nine. She says, how do you feel? And, and he, he says, says she says, don't say fine. He says, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And Chest but she asks him how. Fever's gone. Mm-hmm. Stomach doesn't want to throw up. The hippogriff has moved off my chest. I can breathe better. It's great. Yeah. He still can't quite take a deep, deep breath, but mm-hmm. it's a lot better. Yeah. And then they're talking about her well, leaving and the first hog meat visit. And he's like, it's only 34 days. And she's like, how do you know that? He says, <laughs> ah, I keep calendars. And she's made another, he's made another one for her. starting on September 1st and counting until hogs meet weekends. Mm-hmm. So he can That's see. What he's looking forward to. And the Quidditch matches. Because yeah. he'll be there too. And they're planning to have a memorial ceremony at some point. Yeah, and there's a monument That's being good. built between Hogsmeade and Hogwarts, and Hogwarts, so that everybody can go to it because the oh, that's good. Gates are locked otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so they have three times to get together in October, and then not again until December, because mm-hmm. apparently they don't have Hogsmeade visits every month. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's like every other. I thought it was every month except September. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not in this universe, apparently. We find out that Mr. Weasley gave himself a concussion when Harry knocked him down. And, of course, then Harry says, Oops. sorry. And she's like, Harry? Harry. <laughs> you, he bumped his head when you knocked him out of the way of a killing curse. I think bumping his head is an okay thing. Yeah. This guilt thing of yours can get she says, <laughs> Yeah, and he says, you're just realizing that now. Yeah. <sighs> Well, at least you know that you're daft. Uh, yeah, but he really is okay, or at least he will be until he wakes up and realizes his only daughter sneaked out of the house. <laughs> and then an Owen Savage shows up. Are you feeling healthy? Much better. About bloody time. Oh, poor kid. 
And then he looks at Ginny and says, oh, how's the liquored up banshee? And Harry's like, oh, what? And she has to explain. That is not a description one wants to hear of one girl, one's girlfriend, no. <laughs> Thank God Molly's not in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apparently Harry doesn't remember that bit. No. It was, was a little fuzzy at the time. And yeah. Owen's just come from checking on Susan, and Susan's not going to make it as an oar. She'll she'll survive and, and pull through what happened during this, but she won't ever be an oar. No. That's what it takes. Mm. He thinks that she'll drop out, and Mm -hmm. McLagan has been written up, so hopefully he'll get kicked out eventually, although he probably won't drop voluntarily. Nope. And then Harry wants to know what happened with Draco. Somebody stunned him. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) Apparently he didn't say who, but he kept walking around demanding the release of his father. He's still Draco. Yeah. (laughs) But Owen says that Ginny and Hermione did well. Robarts was very impressed. Rodolphus is going back to Azkaban. He won't last for long. He's mad already. Mm. And then we get more trials. And he says, you better get better because we need to play Quidditch. (laughs) Of course they do. (laughs) Ginny can't believe he and Ron are going to be on the same team. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Harry thanks her for helping Hermione figure it out. And she says, oh, well, they would have got it with the Berea Serum anyway, but no, he he says it was her. So. Mm-hmm. And then he asks her to stay with him, and she says, or she says, you know, you should rest. And he's like, only if my liquored up banshee will stay with me. <laughs> She's like, great. <sighs> yeah, Mom's going to want to take care of you. You'll have to stay. Yeah. And he's he blushes about this, and she wants to know why... He's so embarrassed that she cares, and he says, I, I know what she cares. It's just I don't know what I'm supposed to do about that. She has to remind him, you know, you, there's nothing you have to do. Just let her fuss once in a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, sometimes I feel like those memories when I was little were true. And she's like, what do you mean? They were true. And he's like, well, not really. It's not how things really were for yeah. me as a kid. And she says, but you did get that time. So you should, you know, you should cherish them. I know my mom and I know mom and dad cherish the memories of you as a little boy. He says you yeah, so much better than the first time around. Oh, maybe you should tell him that. So he thinks about it, and then she he says that he he loves them, but he didn't really know. He'd loved them for a really long time, but he hadn't really realized it. He, she asked when he worked it out, and he said, "Well, at the battle." But really, I think it was you. I knew I loved you. I wish I had told you. And she gets all choked up. I love you, Jenny. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm such a clueless bloke. <laughs> You're much better than Ron, dear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> much, much better than Ron. And she says, well, I had to pounce on you. And he said, you didn't pounce on me. I pounced on you. I did. I kissed you. No, she says, I kissed you. All right, we kissed each other. Yeah. And then... They wake up from having been sleeping on top of each other, and Mrs. Weasley's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so is Mr. Hi, Weasley. Mom. Hi, Dad. And he's just sort of eavesdropping on them a little bit. Yeah, they're kind of outside the door. hes I think he's there, and he's woke up, and he's listening to them talk. And Molly's Yeah, Jenny's gone. Because, you know, he's in the hospital way too much, and... They just, there's a line in here that I really like where she says, 
Lily has my son, and I hope she knows I have hers. Something like that. Because Aww. Fred's now with Lily. I thought that was a really neat line. Because <laughs> yeah, at least in uh, Melinda's universe, Molly never really knew Lily. Mm-hmm. Uh, her brothers did, but yeah, because she wasn't involved in the war when. Mm-mm. It's interesting. And then they have a bit of a chat. They actually come in, and he lets them know he's awake. <laughs> yes, Mr. Weasley, how he is. Mr. Weasley says, I have a hard head. <laughs> and looks like I owe you another one. And Harry's like, you don't owe me anything. You were all there. You to were there me. to help me. He says, well, I guess we work well together then. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. And Mrs. Weasley has left a pot of chicken soup on the stove. Mm-hmm. And she's going to make all his favorites. And he's going to He has to feed up, stay, keep his feet up and rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which he'll do for a few days, anyhow. Yeah. And he wants to know where Ginny is. And we sent her home. She got up early. Don't be hard on her. I asked her to stay. You did not. You were, you were unconscious. <laughs> yeah. But she is of age. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, but Molly flipped out last time. Although technically they aren't under her roof, ergo. She can do what she wants. Mm-hmm. Harry says, I think I made an excellent decision to ask you for help on platform nine and three quarters all those years ago. Oh, Harry. Molly has to go and blow her nose. Yep. And then we shift on to... Oh, there's another thanks to Ryan in the uh, mm-hmm. uh, author's notes. And Yay, he Ryan. Was, was apparently his idea to have Harry eavesdrop for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ryan's then with, with chapter the 30 is called For the Thrill of It. Yeah, he seems to <laughs> get that. And Hermione's got her little beaded bag, and she's packed everything up from the room that she'd been sharing with Ginny. She's and she's planning Australia. to apparate to Australia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ron offered to go with her, but he's too distracting, and she wants to be able to spend quality time with her folks, so she told him no. Yeah. And then she was going to go back to school, and she's already have several ministry departments vying for her attention. <laughs> I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> she waited around until she knew for sure Harry would be okay, but now she really has to go. And he really does seem to be doing fairly well, laying around and sleeping a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he yeah. makes the kid plans needs with Ginny for how let things should go in Gryffindor. Break. Yeah. Yeah, and they're planning for the Quidditch and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They won. Uh, Hermione asks the boys. Hermione asks Ginny to look after Ron, mm-hmm. and <laughs> George comes in at the same time and says, "Oh yeah, we'll look after him, just not necessarily the same way you will." <laughs> of course not. Yeah, should we take him for a walk? Tuck him in at night? A good nice kiss? I'm not doing that," says Ginny. <laughs> Hermione, just stop talking now. You're digging yourself a hole, says Harry. I love Percy. Percy even gets in on it. Mm-hmm. She's already stopped talking, and they're still going. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll keep him out of trouble. Keep him from pining while you're away. Pining for the fuel. <laughs> yeah. I did an audition for Spamalot on Sunday. Yes. Oh, yeah, how'd that go? Fairly well, I think. Um, the singing part was a little shaky to start with. It always seems to be when I audition for things, even though I've practiced beforehand. But, Tends uh, to happen. Yeah, but the uh, the monologues and the improv and such were fun. So well, that's hopefully cool. we'll we'll see what they do. I 
kind of I didn't apply for any specific positions because I don't really know what all the parts are in the musical version. I just sort of said anything that doesn't need all that much dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really my thing. But <laughs> so we'll see what they say on Thursday or so. That's so cool. Should be fun. Anyhow, back to um, Hermione kind of gets Ron out of there by mm-hmm. asking him to walk her to the apparition point. Yeah. And they, they smooch and she says, don't do too much because I need to have my head not foggy. I've got to concentrate to apparate that far. Mm-hmm. They're going to miss each other. Pig will be there when you get there. So send me a note. Let me know you're safe. And then she goes. Yep. And Ron, Ginny, Harry are meeting George, and they're going to a broom race because Hermione's not there to nag them. <laughs> yeah. Of course not. I mean, desolate clearing in Lincolnshire. Yeah, and George comes down and goes, no, wait a minute, you guys are all too respectable. Let's clean you up a bit or dirty you down a bit. And so he he uh, conjures them. He says, well, maybe not Ron. He's got a Chudley Cannon shirt on. Nobody respectable sports the cannons. <laughs> They have a new chaser. This is their year. You say that every year. And Harry's supporting the harpies. That just makes Ron's butter. Yeah, because Ginny's hoping to join them. He gets a... They've always been Ginny's team, I guess. Yeah, a leather jacket. Ginny's like, I love that. Sexy, I like that. And he turns to Ginny and she's like, I know what to do. So she changes into a, a black skirt and a beaded denim jacket with some fringe. So that they don't rip like their jeans up a little bit. Sunday tea. Yeah. And then they're off. And Harry wants to Is Harry to know not how like wearing George... a hat or something? Yeah, I think he's everybody's a hat on. Like, okay, because everybody's going to be like, I'm going to get a Terry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a hat on. Yeah. And they're looking for Lee. Harry wants to know how George even knew this was happening. And apparently Lee has a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They've even had races in Nocturne Alley every now and then. Well, really? What are you doing in Nocturne Alley? Well, you know, supplies. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, Some things are easier to get in there. Yeah. Katie's supposed to come with her new bow. Oh, no, they're not coming because this isn't. Oh, she's thing. out with her new bow. That was it. Yeah. But Angelina and is coming. Training camp, and Angelina will be there. And Lee and Alicia are already there. And, and Harry wants to know how it works. So it's basically just speed. Mm-hmm. They're trying to all knock each, each other, other off their brooms, and so they're weaving in and out and trying to avoid each other while also knocking off the next person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, I'm trying to think what that description reminds me of. There's something, but I don't know. Yeah. In some ways, there there's car, I guess like some like bumper cars and things, there are races where you're deliberately trying to hit the other people, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something else that I'm thinking of, I think, but it's not coming to me. So there's a bloke called Arag. How would you say his name? Let's see. Where is that? It's U-H-R-A-G. Yeah, probably Urag or something like that. I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. And he dresses all in black, and he's fantastic. He's probably a Quidditch player. And then Angelina's there, but she 
He's a little upset to see George there because she only came because he wasn't going to be there, I think. <laughs> and George is like, yeah, I changed my mind. Harry wanted to see a race. So they watch. Here they come. And they, I love the writers take your positions. And they take off and they're just going, going, going. And there's a, a female racer that Ginny really likes. Mm -hmm. The pirate girl. Mm -hmm. She's only been around girl. for the last few races. She doesn't have an official name, but she's wearing a pirate outfit. So everybody just calls her the pirate girl. Um, yeah. And he, the Urug guy, just sort of barrel rolls through the racers and, and twists and turns around them. And Harry's enthralled. And they're talking about maybe going out. And Harry's like, no, let's go play Quidditch. Let's go. Let's go try this stuff out. Oh, Harry. Mm -hmm. And Angelina's mm -hmm. like, no. They're setting up their own race in the meadow. I'm going to go. And <laughs> George says, what's the matter? Don't think you can keep up? And, oh, well, now it's on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they so. go back to the meadow and decide to have a race. Yeah. Ron wants to know who decides the winner, and Ginny says, oh, it'll be obvious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's pretty confident. Yeah, and she gets pretty close, but Harry... She and Harry pretty much tie, but he's flying upside down above her over the finish line. <laughs> yeah. And he, he crossed it just seconds ahead of her. And Ron is kind of smug about it. Oh, well, I guess so much for thinking you were going to win, Jenny. And Jenny says, I didn't say I was going to win. I said I was going to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I did. Yeah. And then we shift back to the aura classroom. It's Harry's first day back. Since he got ill, mm -hmm. and he's expecting everybody to be staring at him. They are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What happened? We were told you were poisoned by Death Eaters. That's what happened. Oh, usually they get much more telephony. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they want to know when it happened and how did they get him. And he says, "It doesn't matter. Just, just did. Now I'm fine." Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and Cormac's like, well, if they did it once, they'll do it again. And Harry's like, well, I'll just try to enjoy the time that I have left then. And, and he wants to know, okay, what have I missed? What are we working on? And they're still working on Patronuses. Mm -hmm. Duncan's got a fox. Lisa's still getting missed. Same as Violet's, Seamus? Violet's got some sort of a dog, but she can't figure out what kind of breed it is. And I love I feel like. The Weasleys had foxes in something, but I can't remember if it was canon. No, the, Ron the had a Jack Russell were... Terrier. The twins we never I don't know if out. we ever saw what the twins were. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Weasley. But in something that I've read, the twins had a fox. Mm, fox I mean, it would make sense, yeah. Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> He's going to test them on their Patronuses, and they're going to read over the brief detailing what's expected on the Dementor Task Force. And. Susan's not there, but she was there last week, and now she seems to be gone. And Potter's first. Of course. Mm -hmm. And when he goes in, Jacobolt's waiting for him. So, and he says, I just thought you needed fair warning that uh, the Wizengamen is going to make an announcement of Order of Merlin today. For Friday on the 29th of August. And you'll be receiving the highest honor. Er. Mm -hmm. And the Weasleys will be getting awards and some of the DA and stuff like that. That's good. So, yeah. Harry's going to get the top honors, but there will be, will be a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, Seamus was a fox, apparently. He's saying you're right. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know how I remember these <clears throat> things. <laughs> I love Kingsley. Or Potter, your calendar better be clear for that day. <laughs> He's like, I got, I got yeah. something planned. I'm sorry, I can't go. Yeah, just get someone to pick it up for me. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. No. And Pierce is upset because Harry's not showing the minister enough respect. Harry does seem to have that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he says, all right, let me and, see that Patronus that I've heard so much about. Yeah. But he also does get a little bit more of a a sense of Harry's personality, too, because he says, you know, most people are honored to be awarded an Order of Merlin. And Harry says, I'm not most people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. So we're on to chapter 31, which is called Beginning Again. And Ron is coming to Grimmauld Place at an hour that is too early to be allowed. <laughs> but he's too enthusiastic because the Quidditch preseason is starting and he can finally get to see his broadcast thing work. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. And here he's stuffing oh, in a bunch of chairs that he wasn't smart enough to shrink. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, a Chutley game, too. Uh-huh. What took you so long? And it's hard to operate with chairs. <laughs> Why didn't you shrink them? Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. And Harry's got a new couch, and Ron likes it, and he says, I'm not getting up. And Harry says, well, I think you're supposed to let the guests sit there. And he's like, no way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Harry, you are adorable. It's just the Quidditch lot. Did you stock the ice box? And so there's Butterbeers and the Goldie's Real Oh, yay. Somebody else who thinks they're going to have an ice box because I couldn't understand not having an ice box. <laughs> and Harry can't wait to see it because he hasn't seen the demonstration of it either. Oh, that's right. So. And none of the rest of them have any idea what this is. So. No. I, I really like this idea and I love it when the, the Aura team comes in and, and gets to see it. I think this really, really a neat idea that Melinda came up with. So Ginny comes in with food. Of course. And then Mom said snacks. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she has something for Harry, which it's a long table to hold everything because she remembered to shrink it. <laughs> and they're talking about what they need to do to finish fixing up the place. And Harry's just not sure. Molly helped him with the kitchen and they've kind of worked on the bedrooms. And Ron's like, yeah, we need to take care of the bathrooms. The bathrooms are disgusting. <laughs> you know, Harry's like, yeah, I need a bedroom set or at least a bed. <laughs> and he's like, a bedroom set. Do it right. This is your first place. Get what you want. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll figure it out later. At least now we've got a Quidditch badge. And yep. So they come in, the different orders. And, uh, <laughs> They're like, this is a cheerful place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Did you get this I'm from going the room by room. The Dark <laughs> Lord himself? Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Come into the sitting room. That's where the wireless is. And so they want to know what the... Quidditch surprises, and he says, well, you have to wait for the match he'll, to start. He'll see. And he introduces yeah. Ginny as his girlfriend. Yeah. And one of the, uh, the Quidditch team um, has her sister runs a furniture shop in Hogsmeade and mm-hmm. also has decorating service, so maybe they can take advantage of that. Yeah. <laughs> and Harry says, well, go sell out to Hogsmeade. This was the headquarters for the Order of the Phoenix. No, effing way. Yes, effing way, Ron says. Who'd have thought to look for them here? It's got lots of protections, but I reckoned I could trust you, Harry told him. Yeah. And then they're starting the match, 
Appleby arrows and Chudley cannons. Mm-hmm. For those of you in specified markets, you're in for a real treat. <laughs> and there goes the action twin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bloody hell, is that the match? How did you do this? Ron, Ron, are you okay? <laughs> Ron like, Give him a minute. He's a lifelong cannon supporter. Why? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Ken's like, how did you do this? Ron and Ginny's brother George and their friend Lee Jordan, who you hear broadcasting, invented them. And this is happening live as we speak. Owen says, I like the company you keep, kid. (laughs) And what do you mean, why do I support the cannons? This This is is their year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then it's the night of the award ceremony. And Harry's trying to do all the fastenings on his dress robe. And he's like, you know, regular robes, you just throw them over your head and that's it. But no, this thing you have to latch every single one. It's a pain. Yeah. And he doesn't really want to go to this thing. He just wants it all over. Of course not. But Mr. Weasley comes and offers to give him a hand. Mm -hmm. And then says, would you take this away from them? They're all excited about it. Well, I'm glad somebody put him in his place. Mm -hmm. He wants to. He's wondering. What's got him so down? And Harry says, I just, it seems like it's never over with all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm, point. And Mr. Weasley says, you need to find a way you can live with it. There's no reason you should be uncomfortable. This isn't a day of remorse. This is a day of su- celebration for the survivors. We've lived and we can go on and we can make positive changes. We honor those we lost by living full, happy lives. And Harry listens and then... You know, says, I felt that the minister tricked me into this. Ah, I thought as much, says Mr. Weasley. Well, what did you expect? Mm -hmm. Well, he knew they'd be getting something, but he doesn't see why he should get first class and everybody else gets something else. Yeah. And Mr. Weasley says, it's not that they did less. It's just that you did more. You know, you've been doing this. You've been embroiled in this since you were a toddler and you've suffered so much more. And Harry's like, yeah, but Mr. Weasley says, it's our system and this is how it works. And Harry's like, but I always had help. (laughs) Mr. Weasley basically (laughs) tells him he's being a downer. Thank you so much, Melinda Leo. (laughs) And the Weasleys are all prepped to distract the reporters. Yeah. (laughs) Ron and George have fun with it. Uh, Judy hasn't actually hexed anyone in a few days. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be fun. Fun, I tell you. <laughs> so they get there, and it's all decorated, and everything's going on. Most of the reporters are outside, but there's a few inside, and they have strict rules. They can only talk to people if the people talk to them first. <laughs> so as long as Harry kind of ignores them, it's okay. And he is fascinated by Ginny's hair, which is in all sorts of curls and things, and he keeps trying to play with it. and. She says, Fleur spent a long time getting my hair to do this. <laughs> Leave it alone. I like it when it's down. Yeah. George comes over. Hey, lovebirds, where's the other set of lovebirds? I don't know. They were dancing. Now they're gone. <laughs> mm. George sees a group of women and he's like, yeah, well, you guys go ahead and find them. I'm going to go. Bye, guys. And uh, talk to them. And he picks up Percy as a wingman, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of startled, but he goes with it. Mm-hmm. And they wander through the crowd and head into the outside, and they're just about to kiss, and Ron says, Oh, I get your own spot. Yeah. <laughs> and there's Ron and Hermione. <laughs> oh, we found him. Okay. I didn't know Hermione came back, but yeah, I suppose she would. Mm-hmm. 
She yeah, said she'd be back for the award ceremony. That's true. Hermione can't believe how many people are there. Ron wants to know what he's supposed to do with the medal. And they decide that Fred would just wear it all the time, and it would drive his mother crazy. And they decide that everybody's going to wear theirs for Christmas dinner, just to bother Molly. <laughs> yeah. And Hermione says that the proper thing to do is hang it in your home as a trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's no fun. Yeah. And, then and Ron weeks- is wondering if maybe they'll get a chocolate frog card now. <laughs> yeah. And the reporters right. have followed them out with the hope of catching Harry and Ginny snogging, but all they do is get a picture of the four of them together, <laughs> which Harry's not happy about. But. Yeah, because they never, they don't say anything to them, so it doesn't count as opening a conversation. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all right. We foiled their dastardly plan. <laughs> yeah. He's like, they're never going to leave us alone. And Ginny's like, well, that's what the invisibility cloaks for. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Professor Snape and Remus and Tonks and Mad-Eye and Fred have all gotten posthumous awards as well. Which is cool. Yeah, and that's where they talk about Fred, you know, wearing his around all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the names of all the victims of Hogwarts seemed really long. And I think I'm going to send Lena a request and ask if I can put her song in here where she names off all the people that died. I'm pretty sure that's a Lena mm-hmm. song. Yeah, I've never heard that one. Hermione suggests they have a big Christmas party at Grimmauld Place, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or 
they're doing, I guess they're doing Christmas at the Weasleys, so maybe they can do New Year's at uh, Grimmauld Place. Right. That would be nice. Sirius would like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, especially if they get uh, Ellie's, I think it was Ellie's sister to come in and do up the place. Redecorate right. the place, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they can change the wards a little differently so that people can come and they'll invite the DA and all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy says, Hermione and I will want to ask some of our classmates. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Hermione's a little overcome because... Yes, they are their classmates now. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bill and Fleur show up. That's going to be a large class to teach. Mm. Yeah. Depending on how many people come back. Not sure, all of us are. True. Come back. Still, you know. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, they might have to do multiple dorms. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, Fleur is going to maybe help plan the, the party. New Year's Eve party. Yeah. yeah. Harry would like that because he doesn't know anything about planning a party. And Hermione and Ginny will be at school. Yep. And then she says, I'll do anything for you, but now I'm ready to go home. And Bill says, there's my clue. Cue. Yeah. And Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are looking for them. They're probably ready to go, too. And George and Percy are dancing with a large group of very pretty young witches. Yes, they are. Percy. And I didn't know you had it in you. She's not done dancing yet, so... I said, well, that's my cue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they all head back in to yeah. dance. I love this. Cue my arse. They're going home to shag. <laughs> I Ginny. don't think you're supposed to say that, Jenny. <laughs> oh, well. I need some new nieces and nephews, and Teddy could use a playmate, so that's good. Yeah, and then we go to King's Cross. September 1st. Mm-hmm. And the Weasleys are running late. Yeah. Even though two, only two of them are actually getting on the train. And only one of them's Weasley, but that's okay. <laughs> yep. And, you know, the, he took her out to Mun- Muggle London for dinner the night before, and they had a really good evening. And Ron pulls Hermione behind a brick column to say goodbye, and she knows that they uh, can't sure. do that because everybody's watching them. Of course. Mm-hmm. Although she does have to push her claim on Harry at one point when Ramilda comes up. Oh, her. Yes. Oh, I see. You're still together. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she tries to flirt with him still. And yes. Not working. Because Ramilda won't say Voldemort. He just, she just says he must not be named and stuff like that. And Harry's like, say Voldemort. And she's like, oh, I can't do that. So we'll be seeing you around, maybe in Hogsmeade weekends. He says, well, if Judy wants to see me, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As if she wouldn't. Right. Yeah. And finally, Ramilda goes away. It's like, I don't like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, they excuse themselves from her to go see, what's her name? That Siobhan. I, Siobhan. That's it. Yeah. name I can't say. I don't like her, but she's harmless, says Ginny. She's just, she, I know she's not your type. Harmless? She poisoned your brother. Yeah. She didn't really. It was somebody else that it was Draco that actually poisoned Ron. She just gave him the truth serum and Yeah, she gave him the love potion. Or yeah, yeah, the love potion and got him in uh down on the office. Yeah. So but Ginny's not worried about her. Yeah. Okay. So they talk with Siobhan for a bit and explain what's up with Romilda. She says, Oh well, she'll give you some good hexing practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. And Harry puts her trunk up in the rack for her. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Hermione's heading up to the prefix car. Yeah. And Bye, says she'll save her a seat. And as they head off, the Ron says, 
Avoid Fred's corridor if it's too much. Take another route, and Ginny's already kind of planned on going there at night, the first night, so that she can go deal through whatever she needs to deal through before everybody else mm-hmm. sees her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ron says, thanks for trusting him to watch out for Harry while mm-hmm. she's away. Yeah, I know I've let you down. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ron. And he, asks, he tells her to focus on all the good memories from other years yeah. instead of the bad ones from last year. And then he tells her to get moving, and she climbs aboard the train, and Harry says, book the Quidditch pitch for practice as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the last thing they say to each other. But and heading, she's heading back to Hogwarts. And there you have it. The end of the first summer after the battle. Aww. And there's enough interest that she's going to attempt to make a sequel. Yay. But we'll see what happens. And I haven't received anything from her. I'll have to touch base with her. I think she's got a couple of chapters done, but she's it's slow going. Yeah. And Melinda says, until next time. And I guess that's what we have to say, too, because mm-hmm. we have wrapped up our coverage of these cuts I have. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Melinda's fix always are. They are. I really don't have a lot to complain yes, about. Yes, they are. No. Except for um, some slightly unreasonable bashing of Susan, but she did, you know, acknowledge <laughs> that at least. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of, why is whatever the heck we've argued about. Yes. Yeah. There were no boats in this story. There were no boat boats. No boat boats. <laughs> and none of us were drunk, so it was better that way. No, I had my mics tonight, but I am not drunk. <laughs> I can't get drunk on Monday nights. Because you're at school the next yeah. day? Yeah, if we did it like on Fridays, I'd totally get drunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, tipsy, but yes. <laughs> but that is what a large part of what led to the two hour capsized boat discussion. <laughs> yes. So, you know. Uh, but yes, this was a lot of fun. It and was fun. As I think I've said before, it seems very plausible. Melinda's mm-hmm. very good at, totally. at extrapolating from the canon and making it feel reasonable and right. Melinda channels Joe really well. Mm-hmm. There was much less tightening of the pants in this one, so we can't make fun of her for that. No, but, but there were a few times that did. I saw that I just sort of glossed yeah. over. Yeah, she did come up with a few other euphemisms and things mm-hmm. this time. But they had a good time. And baby Harry was fun, or yeah. five-year-old Harry. I really four, liked, yeah. Little Harry. Months, but <laughs> and... She did come up with an interesting plot there with the uh, lung poisoning potion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always fun to watch Melinda love Harry because she always hurts him first. But (laughs) it always works out in the end. You knew it's going to. It has to do it. So, But, boy, she had you at the edge of the seat till the very end of the, you know, are they going to find the antidote in time? He's getting so close and everything. Yeah. It was cool. Poor Harry. I know. Poor Harry. Mm-hmm. This is no longer Melinda's newest, newest story. She did put it uh, one shot up on the 21st. Of oh, did she? Huh? Did she? Um, about the the end of sixth year and all the kids having dreams about what they'd rather be doing instead was written. Aww. Apparently it was written in 2005, but never posted up or something. <laughs> and then... Before that, her most recent one is the Potterverse Christmas Carol from 
2008-2009, in which Padunia Dursley is visited by three familiar ghostly intruders. (laughs) Yeah, that one's fun, too. And then we have her other stories. Yes. I imagine if you're if you're reading this on uh, Sink into Your Eyes, the, the simplest things one would have been posted there back in 2005, but she only just posted it at fanfiction.net, I guess. She's got a, a great little one shot. The, the first one that she posted on uh, Phoenix Song, which is where I am, is Treacle Tart, a Broomstick Handle, and Ginny. And it's a missing moment from when Harry and Ginny left the common room after their first kiss. Mm, yeah. They walk around the lake. It's a really fun one, too. I don't remember if I read yeah. that one. So. Yeah. so if you enjoyed this and you haven't read a lot of Melinda's fix, there's several out there for you to go look for. Mm-hmm. He's got novel-length ones, like uh, The Power of Emotion and Curse of the Damned, which go together. And The Seventh Horcrux. Um, the Seventh Horcrux, which was famous for briefly being mistaken for Deathly Hallows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she has a number of one-shots. And then this uh, Potterverse Christmas Carol is five chapters long. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that one's fun. But, so. yes. And you can also occasionally find her on our forums. Sometimes she comes and posts things. Mm-hmm. Although I suppose she probably comments more on Facebook now than the forums, but yeah. you never know. I think that she lurks a lot, but doesn't post very much. Mm-hmm. And I just want to thank her for allowing me to be part of the advanced team that read this story because it was really fun to be able to read it as she was kind of writing it and get chapters and uh, to be with Ryan and Danielle when it first was first going on. So that I know I said that in one of the earlier podcasts, but it was really fun and I appreciate it. So thanks Melinda for letting me be part of that because, you know, I know you didn't have to. So mm-hmm. And we'll, Get in touch with Melinda. I know she's responded to our first podcast because that's the only one I think that that's is edited. edited out so yeah. far. But uh, we'll be in touch with her. And maybe if this podcast and if you're listening to this podcast and there seems to be an extra long half hour tale after it, maybe we've stuck an interview on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe there'll be another one, another podcast with that if she decides she wants to chat with us for a while. But if not, this has been a lot of fun to read, and it's a yes, great fix to kick off our eighth season with. Yes. And we'll be back again next week with something else. I can't In remember weeks. what's our second. It's a one yes. shot. Whenever we post again. Go to the forums. Hmm, somebody seems to be wandering into my door here. Bonnie, are you trying to come in? <laughs> oh, I was going to guess a cat. <laughs> no, Alex just walks through the screen. Oh. Uh, um... I know not, and I cannot know, yet I live and I love. That's a mouthful. Which is a one-shot. It's a very long one-shot, if this is the one I'm thinking of. Yes. So, Severus Snape has his emotions in check. He knows that he experiences anger and self-loathing and a bitter yearning, and that he rarely deviates from that spectrum until the first year Luna Lovegood arrives in his class wearing a wreath of baby's breath. Over the next six years, an odd feeling grows between the two, and Snape is not sure how he feels about any of this. It's it's really good. It's a long friendship. Yeah, it's a Snape. I remember this. It's not a a love match at all. She's a student, and he's uh, 
Yeah, and he and it's just a neat little one shot where he just doesn't quite know what to do with her, and then as the years progress, he just kind of learns to respect her, and she learns to respect him, and and yeah, it's it's nice. So <laughs> that's what we're doing next time. Yeah, I don't think I said that one yet, so I'll be coming to the stretch. Don't read it an hour before bedtime because it's probably a two or three hour read. <laughs> that is a long one. All right, one. good to know. It, it is a, it's a long <laughs> one, yeah. So, well, my computer is at 10% and I'm not plugged in, so we should probably say goodbye. Yeah, we should. It's like a plan. Thanks for joining us for our eighth season so far and hope you continue to follow along as we do a few more fix. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in a little bit more up-to-date stuff, every few weeks we'll have a Point of View weekly episode out where Sue and I get together with Ryan and Danielle and Bob and talk about stuff. And these ones will be coming out as we get them done, and we will go through the list. If you want to see our list of fix and read up ahead, we have it on the forums, and I believe also on PotterFickWeekly.com. Yeah. And Aren't the forums and PotterFickWeekly.com the same thing? No, the no, forums are PotterFickForum.com. You can get to both of them from each other, but they're not actually the same site. Right. Um, and you can oh. also find us on Facebook at the Poufwa Facebook group, which is P-O-U-F-W-A, and we post about all the things we're doing and various random stuff that comes up in fandom on there. So. And random stuff in general. Yeah, well, you know, that's us. Whatever <laughs> we can come up with. So. So. All right. Well, thanks again, Melinda, for a great story. We enjoyed it very much. Thank you, Melinda. And we will say good night. Or good night, everybody. Or whatever it is when you listen to this. Indeed. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.